What's up, Magic fans? Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odd boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. Located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony, and today's Friday morning, August 20th, and uh, we are fully done with the Summer League. We have our eyes set uh, coming up on um, on training camp. What's up, Al? What's going on, brother? What is up, man? So real quick, I, I want to jump right into it just because it's a topic that I'm excited about. I'm not sure if you saw, but Disney Plus they ended up coming out with this brand new show called What If? It's mm-hmm. a cartoon animated Marvel series where they talk about um, what if scenarios in the Marvel realm. One of the examples was Captain America isn't really Captain America. It's like Captain England or Captain British. I really haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer. But it had me thinking ESPN kind of had this uh, what if scenarios. And I, and I thought to myself, man, what are the what if scenarios with the Orlando magic? And why did I go down this rabbit hole? <laughs> like <laughs> I had no business doing that. The more that I looked into it, the more depressed I got. Orlando, the Orlando magic have to be by far the most what if basketball team in all the NBA. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to throw out some scenarios to you. And I want you to tell me what, outcomes you believe would happen in these what if scenarios you ready let's do it bet all right first one what if tim duncan joined tracy mcgrady and grant hill i mean i really really think you would have seen the lakers and the magic in the finals for at least three to four years in a row that would have been like the go-to matchup for sure re it would have been ridiculous like when we talk about big threes like in the start of the eras of the the big threes, this may have been like one of the first major ones of like this era. Yeah, because even the Lakers, they had Kobe and Shaq. Like that was the thing back then. The, the Spurs had their crew together, but they were not up to the level yet. This would have been it. I mean, mind you, of course, Tim Duncan was in Orlando now, so never mind the Spurs. So yeah, this would have been like the actual first like big three. 
Yeah, and and when I when I think about the what if, I, I don't just stop there because it's not it's not just like what if Tim Duncan joined the Orlando Magic. It's more like, you know, what if what if Doc Rivers said yes to allowing family on the airplane traveling mm-hmm. for basketball games? Like, what if, what if he would have just said yes? Like, no details, nothing. Just say yes. Like, would would that have been enough? to convince Tim Duncan because the story is that obviously he wasn't happy with the fact that his family wasn't allowed to be on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the Spurs, they, they, David Robinson convinced him, like really convinced him after his meeting with the Orlando uh, magic to, to stay with them in the Spurs and, and really try it and, and get that championship. But you really think about Tim Duncan, Tracy McGrady, you know, maybe, maybe Grant Hill stays healthy. Maybe, you know, it would have been less completely different outlook on the Orlando Magic. Yeah, because I mean, think about Grant Hill having a a you know a he would have been the third star on the team, so less workload for him. You never know, playing less con- minutes on the would have been blowing out teams. Now, on the contrary, maybe Team Mac isn't the Team Mac that we know now. That's right. Maybe. But wait, but wait, would you rather have the Team Mac that we know that we had for those years, or you rather say Team Mac won two rings? I want, yo, the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> got all of it. I want all of it. I want to be able to have the same exact team Mac with the Tim Duncan and the healthy Grant Hill. Can I have that for my own selfish personal reasons? Listen, I don't blame you. I just think the NBA was different back then. You know, it wasn't what it is today. So, like, today you have the big three in Brooklyn. And I don't know how they do it, man, but they all put up big numbers. The NBA back then, I don't know. It, it was a slower pace, more physical. So, team Mac probably would have averaged 20, team Duncan 18, so I don't know. It, it was a different basketball era back then for sure. But man, that's an that's a what if that we're gonna die thinking like what would have happened. Man, it's what if is heartbreaking. All right, next one. What if Shaq would have stayed in Orlando? That's uh. a big one. That's a big one. That's franchise altering big one. Dude. Now now this one we can also cap it to to the details, right? Not just what if Shaq would have stayed in Orlando. What if the Orlando Sentinel didn't come out with a poll. What if the Orlando Magic were A-OK giving them $100 million? There's a lot of details that go into this what if. But Shaquille O'Neal stays with the Orlando Magic playing with Penny and still growing that team. What would have happened? Think about, I mean, does Penny get hurt? Again, they would have been blowing out teams. So Penny doesn't have to play, you know, 35 minutes a night, 37 minutes a night. He would have been getting more rest. This is a tougher one because, again, we don't know. They were winning. They were getting into the finals already as it was. But then MJ did come back. Do, do they beat MJ again the following season? I don't know about that. So had will they have won right away? I'm not sure. But I think in that span of, let's say, five years, the Shaq would have been in Orlando. They would have definitely won at the very least one ring. At I least. Don't, I, I think I think you, you, you keep Shaq in Orlando banners. Automatically, we would at least have at least two, at least two banners. Easily, I'm not. I'm not talking about Eastern Conference banners. I'm I'm talking about like physical NBA champions. Now think about this. So T Mac left fence 2001. His reasoning was, I want to go play in Orlando. Like that's that's my hometown. Imagine Shaq signing here. The deal that he signed with the Lakers, he would have been in Orlando when T Mac became a free agent. Does that mean that Shaq and T Mac would have been a tandem in Orlando? Another we're, what if. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into we're gonna get into more of that in just a moment. Next one. What if 
it was Evan Fournier that was traded instead of Victor Oladipo. What if? Now, that this one's kind of crazy, right? Because, you know, Victor Oladipo right now in today's NBA just signed a, uh, you know, vet minimum contract to stay with uh, the Miami Heat. And Evan Fournier signed a, what was it, four-year, $78 million yep. contract with the New York Knicks. Nobody saw that coming nope. back in the day. But let's let's keep it let's keep it back then. That means that there's no trade for Serge Ibaka. That means there's no Terrence Ross in Orlando. What if Oladipo would have stayed? Because I mean, would OKC still do the same deal with Evan Fournier? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. So that trade doesn't happen. From a magic perspective, I think they would have made the playoffs probably f- faster than 2019. Because it would have had Sabonis, it would have had Oladipo. Um, but that's another. That's another good one. What if the Magic would have kept Demontis Sabonis? But then, <laughs> do you, can you play Vooch and Sabonis together? I don't know about that. Would Oladipo make the Magic that much better? He, I don't this know. is this is pre- see, now. Now we're now we're really pushing it. Now I'm thinking that you know Nikola Vucevic, his best friend is Evan Fournier, is exactly. now Sabonis. Exactly. So. <laughs> With this one, I got to tell you, I don't think much would have changed. I think the Magic would have been about the same that they were with Fournier at the end of the day. T-Ross became the human torch in Orlando. So it sucked the first year, that first year, 2016. But after that, it wasn't bad. Once T-Ross came in and we kind of started building the team a little more with more shooting, the team wasn't bad. Um, but that first season, it was horrible. That That's for sure. I don't know. Tobias Harris turned out to be a really good player. Victor Oladipo, you know, he had that, you know, one or two seasons injury kind of, kind of, you know, damped it down a little bit. Um, but who knows? Because Victor Oladipo credits a lot of what he's learned and and when he was at his highest peak, you know, to the experience that he had with Russell Westbrook. So who knows if he would have became that player? All right, next one. What if, what if Tracy McGrady wasn't traded to Houston? and stayed in Orlando. So that means that Dwight Howard and T-Mac would have played together in Orlando. That means no Catino Mobley, no Steve Francis, no Kelvin Cato. That means it's T-Mac, Dwight Howard. Now, the irony in this in this scenario is that, you know, he said that he wanted to play with, you know, one of the best centers in, in the league. He wanted to play with Yao Ming. The irony is that Dwight Howard became that for the next decade. Um, so T Mac just had bad luck all around, man. Because yeah, I, I want to go win now with Houston because you got I mean, things are not going well here in Orlando. Yao gets hurt, and then unfortunately himself then goes through some injury issues after that. But I mean, had this happened, so your question probably would be, what would have happened to the Magic? I think you can probably debate that the Magic would have won at least one ring if T Mac would have re- stayed in Orlando until like twenty. 2008, at the very at least, least. At least make it past the first round. At the very least, for sure. I mean, but but who knows? Who knows? Because it, it wasn't... I mean, we can't just sit here and, and say that, you know, Tracy McGrady just want to get traded and, and that's it. There's obviously way more factors, you know, by a, gay, by, by a guy named, you know, John Weisbrod. You know, the, the guy that came in and, and <laughs> lit off a grenade and then bucked immediately after... Like, how do you trade Tracy McGrady and then decide that you don't want to be the GM anymore or gets told that he doesn't want to be the GM anymore? Insane. So, wow. Wow. All right. So this one, I'll be honest with you, you may not like this one. 
I'm going to say it anyways. LeBron was drafted in the year 2003, straight out of high school. The following year, 2004, the Orlando Magic had the number one pick in the draft, and we selected Dwight Howard with that number one pick. Dare I say it, what if LeBron would have went to college for a year? What if he would have what if he would have been a Buckeye for one year and entered the 2004 NBA draft? And the Orlando Magic still have the number one pick. You know what that means, man. That means LeBron would have been a Magic player. And in that scenario, I mean, all the hate for LeBron comes from over the years, right? And all his attitude, his cockiness and all this stuff. But if he was a Magic player, you just you just deal with it, right? Like, that's LeBron. That's your guy. He's bringing uh, rings cool. to Orlando. What do, mean, what do you mean just deal with it? <laughs> just, Listen. You're acting like you just deal with having one of the best basketball players in the NBA. In the meaning, like, the if you're just not one... Like, if you're not... Like, I know a few people that just don't like LeBron for the same reasons I don't like him. It's nothing as a player. He's an amazing talent. But, you, man, like, it's like... I think about, like, Matt Barnes. That's an example. Like, some people to this day are like, oh, Matt Barnes is a great dude for the Magic. Amazing but they disliked him tremendously before he came to Orlando or after he left Orlando while he played for us, dude, like I loved Matt Barnes to this day, of course, but guys didn't like him just because of the way he plays the game in Orlando. I loved every minute he was here and I, I wish he would stay longer. Um, so with LeBron's kind of the same thing, awesome player, amazing guy. But what about this though? He would have wanted to leave Orlando like in like three years. And wanted to join but D-Wade. What if, what if he would have <laughs> left and then came back? What if we would have been his Cleveland story in Orlando? That, I know that wouldn't be the case, but who knows? If what he would have left, if he would have left Orlando, if he would have left Orlando to go play in Miami. Oh, <laughs> but I think I think culturally you would know that that's not the right thing. Who knows? Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's Dwayne Wade that decides to come to Orlando. What if what if oh, those champ, what if what if Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch decided to join LeBron James in Orlando? See, man, you're 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 depressing me right now. It's just what, no. What what if? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm telling you, man, it's a it's a dark hole, man. I'm gonna add hole. one it's more. Weird. I know we're going kind of long. You can, you can keep going with this. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. One more. What if Vince Richard, Jameer Nelson, the whole crew from the 09, I'm sorry, the 10, 11 season. Would have stayed together one more season instead of breaking it up in December because of the weird flu that hit the team and they lost a few games. What if Otis Smith, Otis Smith hangs on tight to that crew for one to two more years? Do you think that Magic would have made it back to the finals? I mean, then then we're talking about no uh, Orlando Magic team with no Jason Richardson, no Gilbert Arenas. I don't right. I don't know if I would have enjoyed my time. No, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's take it a step further. What if we didn't trade for Vince Carter? What if we would have hanged Stop on it. tight with? That's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> what if we would have? What if we would have kept Courtney Lee? If Courtney Lee would have made that alley oop layup, all right, we would have we would have finished one win, and who knows what the series would have how how the series would have ended up happening. If he yeah. would have hit that alley oop layup, I've I've been I've sold myself that he wouldn't have been traded. Vince Carter wouldn't. Have, would have not been traded to Orlando. No, maybe yes, maybe no. I know that would that would make you heartbroken because you're you're the die die hard Vince Carter fan. Yeah, but listen, I would have traded that that Vince ten months with the Magic for a possible ring. If yeah, if but you know, makes you know I, I was a fan of Ray for Austin, man. I, I wish I wish the tenured of Ray for Austin would have would have lasted a lot longer. I know for sure. Listen, we can do this an entire episode and just what ifs with the Magic, but. 
I think we got to go 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 back to <laughs> current day Magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, Orlando Magic by far one of the biggest what if teams in the history of the NBA. All right, Crazy. so that that was, that was fun. Let's not let's not ever do that again. <laughs> How about that? Let's not ever do that again. All right, one more, one more, one more, one more. Wait, what if the Magic would have drafted Barnes instead of Suggs? Meaning the Raptors would have taken Suggs. I'm done. <laughs> I, I I prefer the reality. Yes, that's the that's the only what if scenario where I prefer the reality. All right, man. Summer Summer League is done. Summer League is done. So the from the last time that we ended up um, recording, you know, we weren't 100 percent clear if Jalen Suggs was going to end up playing. We knew that he had that sore thumb. Um, they ended up announcing that he wasn't going to play the rest of Summer League. Uh, Coach Mose. Wasn't going to be coaching uh, the last couple of games of summer league. Magic ended up taking um, taking uh, the Rockets down eighty nine and seventy six. No Jalen Green, which I told you I called that. Um, better game from Cohen Anthony, dropped fifteen. Um, uh, okay game from from uh, Franz Wagner. What were your thoughts on that game? What, what are your thoughts on the, on the last two games? Uh, how we ended summer league. Yeah, I think that Pistons game was kind of a wash. We we saw a bunch of guys from the G League playing, but um, that Rockets game, we we still see, we still got a chance to see Cole Anthony, Franz uh, Wagner out there. And I gotta say, man, Franz looked much better. He hit some, he hit a three pointer finally. Uh, he looked confident going to the basket and finishing around the hoop. Uh, so that was good to see. Cole Anthony, much better job pushing the pace, much better job playing point guard in that game, which which I liked. Um, he was aggressive. He hit some threes, hit some mid range. But I'm not liking the fact that he's turning the ball over at like a crazy pace in summer league, which in the beginning of last season, that was an issue for him. Towards the end, he was ending games with zero to one turnovers, which was an incredible um, upgrade from early in the season. So that was my only concern with Cole Anthony in summer league overall. It's like not only not hitting shots, I'm not concerned about that. It's the amount of turnovers he was averaging. A guy that's an NBA vet, he had a season in already. He knew the team a little bit, what to expect in summer league. So I don't know. That was kind of concerning to me. But other than that, not much really in the last two games, except the fact that, again, Anthony played better and France played a little bit better in his final, his final game with us. Not worried about Cole Anthony at all. He had an interview where, you know, he ended up saying that um, this him partaking was more to get accustomed to, to coach most, to get accustomed mm-hmm. to – um, you know, trying to get back on five on five form, getting used to the new players, um, playing with you know the the players that you know he's already already familiar with with RJ Hampton. Um, so I, I'm not worried about it at all. Um, I know that a lot of people were crit uh, was criticizing his game a lot because he wasn't playing well. Um, what we saw in summer league was not the Cole Anthony that we saw last year. And still like, to this day, you, you have people that criticize, you know, how he played last season. If you don't think that Cole Anthony had a solid season, um, you know, I, I, I really, I don't know, man, it's hard to have a conversation. Uh, if you don't think he, that he at least had a solid season, I'm not saying that he was rookie of the year worthy. Um, you know, he was, he was snubbed in my opinion. He was still snubbed oh, yeah. on, on the, um, the all rookie second team, he, in my opinion, should have been there. Um, but yeah, don't don't stress out about it, man. This is this is a solid, solid, solid player. Everyone was excited one when we drafted him. Everyone was excited that we drafted a guard. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you know we we can't just let you know a, a bad um, roundabout in in summer camp kind of delete everything that he's done. But I think all in all, summer camp was a really really good um, experience. 
I, I enjoyed watching the games. I know it yeah. kind of dwindled down a little bit because we we didn't get to see Jalen Suggs, but you know I like what we have in Fran in Franz Wagner. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about it in a little bit, but he got high praise from from Isaiah Thomas, which which was nice. But uh, I think all around it was a it was a solid summer camp. I think so too. Definitely. Over, I or, wish we'd have seen. Yeah, I think we would have seen uh, sucks a little more. Would have been great to see, but again, we didn't get to. It's okay. Uh, but overall, I mean, the team played well, except that game against the Celtics. That was a spanking that we took there. Uh, but other than that, the team played hard. I liked the offense the last two games. It looked much better than it did in the first few. Um, but yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready for training camp and the preseason. Um, how did you feel about uh, your boy Janice? Janice? Eh. Uh, same thing as last week. I feel like he never. his first game was great. He came off the bat like, man, this guy is going to be awesome. And then what did he have in his last game? It wasn't like six points or 10 points, 10 points in like, his last game. But I don't know, man. He didn't do anything crazy to impress me. Uh, I wouldn't mind him on the roster, but I don't think he did enough, in my opinion, to deserve a roster spot. Just, still got it two ways. Still got a standard roster spot. Yeah. Still got it. I, now, I, yeah. I just don't know if, if he would come from Europe to play in Lakeland. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and now it might, it might still happen. It might still happen. So um summer league is completely done. Training camps will will start September 28th. So I'm I'm glad that we're done with with that part of our of our offseason journey. Um now we focus on you know training camp and, and really getting started. I feel like things are gonna move by um really slow at this point, but once we get to that training camp, then the, the season is right around the corner. Right around the corner. So that, that would definitely be exciting. Now uh Yesterday, some exciting news. Courtney Lee, you remember Courtney Lee, just talking about him in what if scenarios. Yes, sir. Um, Courtney Lee in Terrence Ross's uh, T Ross podcast uh, dropped some gems. He dropped some breaking news that Courtney Lee has now joined the Orlando Magic coaching staff as a player development coach. What are your thoughts on that? That's good to see. Former Magic player. I like uh, it. To my understanding, he lives in Orlando still. He's, he's main, like his residential house is here in Orlando. So why not? You know, it's it's a young player, still can play. It seems to be the theme with the Magic coaches. They can physically get on the court with these guys. Um, so I like that. The fact that Cornelius is going to come in and, and push these guys. And again, he has an NBA body still. He, he was just in the league a few years ago. Um, and not for nothing, he was a pretty decent shooter, which we need guys to teach our players, current players, to shoot the ball. Like we, we know we need the development to happen. So I'm excited for it. I think it's it's a good move. Um, I always like to see when former Magic players come back, and, and whether it's the coaches or whatever it may be, front office. Um, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, former 22nd pick in the 2008 NBA draft. My man is only 35 years old, so he's uh, he can definitely go in there. You know, he was actually someone that I thought a couple of years ago that, you know, I would not have mind bringing him back to Orlando. I love Cornelius. Love, 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 love that dude. And I think that um, the fact that he's a former player, um, he can kind of relate to to the roster now <laughs> more so than anyone else on on the coaching staff, in my opinion. Um, Terrence Ross kind of explained on uh, during his podcast, hey, you know, he felt felt a little weird. He felt like he's getting a lot older because, you know, Corny Lee was was a player that, you know, he battled against for years. And the fact that now he's he's a player development coach, it's. It's he feels like he's getting a lot older for sure, for sure. But really exciting news, and and it seems like the fan base is is really happy um, with that move. Now it's funny because Terrence Ross broke the news 
but we didn't hear anything from the team, anything from Josh Robbins. Um, so hopefully this is accurate and he wasn't just like utilizing her gym. I know. I hope so too, because I know we've had some news break in the offseason uh, about coaching staff that ended up didn't end up quite playing out the way that it was announced initially. So hopefully it's the case that he will stick around. We'll see him at M- at Mway uh, with the guys out there during uh, pregame routines and stuff like that. Again, it'll be great to see Courtney on the court uh, with the Magic again. Absolutely exciting stuff. So um, hopefully we we get to see him um, really really develop some of these young guys. Now ESPN they ended up um, doing their the little surveys that they do to get attention. Um, one one of the biggest things or one of the ones that we heard the most from um, is you know where they asked ten executives scouts on who the best player in the NBA was. They ended up saying that. You know, five went to uh, Kevin Durant. The other five went to Giannis. LeBron didn't have any, and so they're creating this story. We're not talking <laughs> about that. But another part of that series was that they, they were also asked, you know, what were the best moves of the offseason? Number one that they stated was Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat. They ended up getting five votes. The second one kind of surprised me. The second one was Jalen Suggs to the Orlando Magic. Ended up getting two votes, followed by Washington Wizards trading Russell Westbrook and then the Chicago Bulls offseason, followed by Patty Mills to the Brooklyn Nets. So Orlando Magic, the second best offseason move was drafting Jalen Suggs. Wow. I mean, I mean, I, you, you, all, all I've been seeing is Jalen Suggs national media. A ton. Non-stop. We're not used to that. We're not used to that. And I think the schedule, we have a question about this later on, but the schedule comes out tomorrow. And I got to say, I I think we're going to be surprised with the amount of national television games we're going to get as Magic fans. And by that, I mean, we have had none for the past like three years. We may have one, two, three. If not, if not maybe a little bit more because of Jalen Suggs. So their reasoning was... Jalen Suggs is a franchise-altering player. And they really think we got lucky because we haven't had luck in the draft with a guy that has come out of college and in the first few years made it to that level of, hey, national attention, change the culture in Orlando. They think he can do that. And we saw why in Summer League. This dude is a baller. Like This guy wants to win. He'll make all the little plays to win games. So I can see the reasoning behind it. Now, it's crazy to think about. Number two offseason move, the magic getting sucks. That, that shocked not, me. Do we, do we really consider that an offseason move? It's not like – like it, it would be one thing, in my opinion, if we would have traded up, like if we would have made a trade with Toronto Raptors or with the, the fourth pick and something else to move up and get Jalen Suggs, but we didn't do that. <laughs> like Jalen Suggs literally just fell on our laps, and we drafted – the best player available. That's what we did. We didn't do anything crazy special. So I think, do we really still, do we still consider that as like an off season move? So I think that luck factor makes it a move. The fact that it was so widely expected that he was going to go to Toronto, like everybody expected that to happen. And then he did it. That made it a move <laughs> for some reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with it. I mean, out of all the teams that something good needed to happen to the magic were probably number one in that list. So this, this again, the national attention we're going to get because of it, the impact we'll have on our team. Maybe not next season right away, but very, very soon. I think it makes it, for sure, a, a one of the best moves in the NBA or the luckiest moves in the NBA. 
ESPN comes out with with a list, and the Magic are top two on the list positively. Like, is this is this reality? Is this real life? When Crazy. was the last time that happened? Dude, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. It's been a minute. It's been a long minute. It had to be. We talked about Vince a little while ago. Probably when the Vince, when the Magic traded for Vince, like the hype that that came with it. Since then, I cannot remember a time when the Magic made a move that was positively reviewed by the media, starting with like Gilbert Arenas and all that stuff, like all yeah, of that. Even even when we drafted Dwight Howard with the number one pick, it was like, dude, you guys are crazy. How are you not drafting a Mecco Okafor and just ended up winning the national title? Yeah. Like, how are you not? Maybe Oladipo. Maybe Oladipo got some positive feedback at first, but I don't, I don't know. That, that's another what-if scenario. What if we would have drafted Anthony Bennett? We're not going to do that. All right. So <laughs> moving on to pass or shoot. All right. So if you're not familiar with pass or shoot, it's where we discuss different topics. And, you know, we individually decide if we would pass, sell, or shoot, by on the topic. So the very first one now, being able to showcase my scoring is something I really wasn't able to do in college. This was said by Jalen Suggs. Will Jalen Suggs, his very rookie year, average 18 points per game or more next season. Now, mind you, this dude averaged 14.4 points per game in college. But he feels in college he wasn't really able to, to really focus on the offensive side the way that he feels he can and wanted to. Now that he, in my opinion, will have the ring to do so, do you think that he will average more than 18 points a game? I think it comes down to the rotation that he's going to be playing in Orlando. So I'm going to pass, and my reasoning is, knowing the magic, I don't know if he starts day one, which may sound crazy to you. I think the magic will slow it down and bring him off the bench at first and get him used to it. And if he's playing well, eventually moving to, to the starting lineup. If that happens, that's going to impact that number for the season. So I'm going to pass because that's my thinking on it. What about you? I'm going to shoot on it. I completely disagree with you. You would imagine that the, the Magic front office know what we know, that Jalen Suggs is a, is a different caliber than what we've drafted before. It's a different caliber than the players that we have. I love R.J. Hampton. I love Cole Anthony. Markel Fultz, and we're going to talk about him more in a little bit. Markel Fultz, in my opinion, is our point guard. We no longer have Evan Fournier on, on our roster. There's no, there's no Dwayne Bacon. Um, you know, obviously we, we still have Gary Harris, Terrence Ross. Um, but I, I think that the, the vision is development, development, development. And if we are successful with our young team and we make it to the playoffs, amazing. And if we don't, but the young players are developing, they're getting better every day and we miss out, but yet we still make it in the lottery. That's still a success. Um, I, I think that there's a chance and I think that we're going to put the ball in his hands. Um, and there, there's, there's a, there's a difference when you take a look at the players on our roster, do you, who do you consider that would be more aggressive offensively? Who would you Paul say? Anthony probably will be leading the way. You know, he has a mindset of, Hey, I'm going to get mines. Like that, that's his, his thought process. I, I you're talking about, the, yep. you're talking about young guys or the whole roster, the whole roster. Terrence Ross, for sure, it's going to be up there. He's going to get that ball and shoot it. Um, that's about it. I, I think that Jalen Suggs just has a, an aggressive attacking mindset, and I don't see why not. 
I don't see why not. I, I now, can definitely see him scoring 18 points again. I will say this though: I can see if him Mark rookie of the year. True. If Markel is not ready by training camp and preseason, like the Magic are saying that he speak, may be, speak it to existence. He will be ready. If he is, then that means he's going to be a starting point guard. I really feel that. Like the Magic are going to go well. Again, if, if we're thinking about the Magic's front office, they may slow down off the bench at first. But, My point is, but here here's the thing. I I think that this is this is a a different front office in the sense that True. they know they hired a coaching uh, a development coach a development staff to develop the young guys and they're they're leading the way with young rosters i i think that you kind of have to have to s- switch that mindset i think so my thinking was this if markel is not ready let's say they hold him up until december for whatever reason then I really expect Jalen Sucks will be our starting point guard that's just my automatic reaction right so if that's what happens then that 18 points per game becomes more realistic. My point is, if he is in that starting lineup, no matter which one it is, as a guard, as a shooting guard or point guard, I think that number is realistic. But if he is not, then I think that's when you may see some issues. And we'll talk about more things about um, Terrence Ross and, and, and what happens with Harris. But I think I have a hard time believing the Magic don't star Harris if he's in the roster making the most money and they're trying to showcase his skills to probably trade him on the trade deadline. So it's going to be interesting to how they probably manage that. Yeah, we got to figure that out ASAP. Yeah. All right, so next one. Uh, Coach Mosley on Markel Fultz. He said, and I quote, he's just such a special young man. He sees the game in a different way. Will Markel Fultz be the starting point guard next season if healthy? I'm going to shoot if that with... When healthy. I'm going to shoot that without any hesitation. Um, I think there's no reason why Markel shouldn't be. Uh, what he showed us towards the end of that playoff run, the, the first playoff run, um, and then last season, man, before he got hurt, he showed he's an NBA point guard, and he makes our team better. I don't care what you say, what his shot may look like. He makes our team better. We win games because of him. Um, so I don't see why the Magic wouldn't consider him our starting point guard. Again, he's proven it. He's still a young guy at 23 years old. He can still get better. Again, he was a, the number one pick in the draft. He, Him and Jalen Suggs have that potential still, I feel, to be a backcourt that can be dynamic in this league for years to come. So I'm going to shoot without any, any hesitation there. Markel Fultz is my point guard. That dude will be the point guard. Uh, it, th- did he not prove it already? Like, this dude is, is a big body at point guard. He is... Th- 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 the way that I like the way that Markel plays, and one of the things I like about him is that he is very creative in the sense that when he drives to the basket, he has his unorthodox way, unorthodox way of like shifting and changing his body to where he somehow makes things happen that shouldn't like a normal person wouldn't be able to get done. Yep. Um, he's and and what's great about Markel Fultz. Is that and he said this uh, early on in his when when he got drafted, is that he sees himself as a two as a two guard. Hmm. If they need him to play point guard, he'll play point guard. If you need him to play two guard, he'll play two guard. Obviously, the shot has to be there. Um, but there's already been reports that you know the shot is improving. It's something that he's still been working on. It's been a focus. Um, but what I like about having Markel Fultz as your point guard and having a player like Jalen Suggs next to him is that they're interchangeable. Uh, is no is positionless basketball 
You know, one play might be Markel bringing it down. Next one is Jalen Suggs. Who cares? Who cares? Make sure you have the two of them there. Um, but for right now, definitely Markel Fultz is my point guard. Think about the Raptors. That that whole Bank Fleet and Lowry lineup. I'd rather, I'd rather not think about the Raptors. I mean, just in this scenario, though, they ran that and they were successful with it to the point where they pretty much made deep playoff runs with that attack. Now, imagine that being two 23 years old, or in the case of Suggs, 20-year-old kid. They have that growth, man. They can grow together and become great together, build that chemistry. Again, in today's NBA, you don't need necessarily tall guards. As long as they can shoot the ball and be a, and finish around the rim strong and create for others, which these guys can do all that. So I think eventually they will work really, really well together. Um, I mean, again, you just got to give them time to figure it out. Yeah, definitely. All right, so this next one um, is coming from Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas was commenting on one of our summer league games, and he said this about Franz Wagner. He knows how to play. He makes all the right plays. Will Wagner, based on what you've seen in the summer league, will he have a big role and get consistent minutes next season for the Magic? This is a tough one. I want I want to shoot because, again, we picked him with a high pick. I want to see him play right away. But I'm gonna go again based on uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass just because Ooh. just because initially early on in the season I think you will see Cole Anthony you will see whether well, Scary Harris Terrence Strauss Chuma Okiki and Mo Bamba that will be our main bench MCW still on the team so should he get minutes right away if development is our Main goal, yes. Right away, give him 10, 15 minutes a night. Get him used to the NBA game. But because we have some vets that need minutes, again, in Harris, Ross, MCW, I expect not right away. I think as season progresses, he gets stronger. He gets to know our playbook more. He'll have a bigger role later on in the season. Initially, I think we may see him right in the bench a little bit. He's your eighth pick. Like... There's no, there's no reason if there, here, here's the thing. And, and everyone really like you got to give Franz Wagner, Franz Wagner a chance. I, I know that the summer league was not what you were expecting. People were expecting this dude to come out and at least average like 16, five and five. All right. That wasn't the case. We didn't get that, but you still your eighth pick in the draft. Uh, it, you at least want him to have those consistent minutes because you want him to develop. This is a, de- a developmental year. There's no way that this dude is going to be riding the pine. In, in my opinion, that's just not going to happen. So this dude is going to have a role. He is going to be playing unless something drastic, crazy happens where he is just like crap in the bed. Um, I, I don't see a scenario where you know he gets sent down to the G League and, and doesn't get any minutes. His job is to be able to get minutes. And he's a player that does the, the little things. It, it may not reflect on the stat sheet, um, but again, his uh, what he leads with is his defensive presence, and I think that at least, as long as he has, you know, that as an anchor, um, there's no way that that he's not a person that that has a major role with this team. Now, let me ask you this then, because we have a, at least 12, 13 guys that should be getting minutes without any 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 question in the NBA. Who will not in that scenario then? Because this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the the Magic Depth chart on CBS Sports. They have Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Terrence Ross, Chuma Okiki right now because Isaac's not back yet, and Wendell Carter as a starting lineup. 
So I don't know why Markel, by the way, is listed as day-to-day already. He's no longer listed as whatever the previous thing was. So that's kind of shocking to me. But in my, I just don't know who do you sit then? Because again, if you these are these are the guards and forwards that small forwards that would play for us. Markel Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, RJ Hampton, Terrence Ross, Carter Williams, Chuma Okiki, Jonathan Isaac, Franz Wagner. And Gary Harris, which I I didn't mention. So who doesn't get minutes in, the, in that scenario? I, I am really glad that I'm not the coach. It is not, <laughs> that, that is not my job to figure out. Um, I and I and I know that's hard, but uh, we're not we're not a we're not a playoff team. And, and I feel sure. like your your veteran playoff teams those are the ones that you can rock with. You know, a, a, a seven man roster, an eight man roster, or excuse me, a seven eight man rotation. Um, I don't think that that's going to be the case with with this team. Development needs to go, you know, all the way around. Your starters are definitely going to play more minutes, but I think that um, as of right now, I, I think they're going to be dishing out minutes left and right. I, I can definitely see the Magic playing, you know, 10, 11 man rotation easily. Yeah. Um, especially with with the players that we have, where we've dealt with injury. You know, you're not going to bring Markel Allen and and have him play thirty five games because you're trying to make the plan. You're not going to do true. that with Jonathan Isaac. That's now, their, their minutes are going to be limited for, oh, my God, it's going to be such a long time that these – and they won't. They probably won't say it, but, you know, 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, around there. Um, I think that there's going to be enough minutes to go around. Um, in, in terms of how that's distributed, good luck. Good luck, Coach Most. That's, that's on you, homie. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for sure. Now, what now, – now that you brought it up, you know, uh, we're we're now going to go through some of the mailback questions that you guys have dropped in, and one of the first ones comes from uh, Q Har on Twitter, where he asks, you know, what should the Magic do with Gary Harris? Is Gary Gary Harris a player that or a veteran that they should keep around um, the Orlando Magic, or should we trade him before the season or the deadline, or do we keep him? So my thinking with him is, and this is probably the most confusing part of our out of our roster you know gary harris i get it you got him because he can play a little bit when healthy a large expiring contract next offseason so only one year left in his contract so i I get the reason why they made that move but right now you gotta play him just if he's gonna be on the roster you gotta play him because again you are pretty much auditioning him to trade him in february i don't see him staying longer than that with us unless he completely balls out and averages like 20 plus points and earns that contract. But I don't see it. So if you ask me, what do we do? Ideally, in my opinion, you would trade him before the season and kind of clear out the way for the rookies to play and the, and the young guys to play. Now, knowing the Magic front office, though, I think it's too late. I don't see them making a move this at this point anymore. So I think he will be on the roster come opening night. But my confusing part is, what do you do with him? He's a veteran presence. You need him in the locker room. By all accounts, players like him in the locker room. And they did in Denver, too. So a great vet to have around. But how do you audition him when you also have to play the young guys? That's why I'm thinking he's going to be a starter. Because if you look at his at his stats, he's only came off come off the bench, I think, only like 30 games in his whole career. So he's not a T-Ross. I don't think he's looking forward to being a sixth or seventh man. I think he wants to play. So it's tough. Again, my opinion is I wish we could trade him before the season, 
But the most likely scenario is we're going to keep him around, audition him, and trade him at the trade deadline. I mean, I, I can definitely see it also. Um, you know, we're, Gary Harris is an old dude. I mean, he's 26 years old. Um, you know, he's still four years um, away from 30. Um, but I, I think that when you take a look at the players that we have, uh, in terms of trading pieces between, you know, Terrence Ross and Gary Harris, who, in your opinion, has the most value? Right now, I think Ross. Maybe yes, maybe no. I think that, you know, Terrence Ross for and, and I guess it, it depends on, on the team that you're you're trading with. You know, if you're you're trading with a team like the Lakers, Brooklyn, you know, Terrence Ross is a player that they can really, really utilize. Um, Gary Harris is still has that that youth with him. Not saying that Terrence Ross is old either, um, but I think that Gary Harris would still garnish a lot of a lot of value. I mean, who knows what we would get for him? But I think that the Magic do have to decide um, because Gary Harris is good enough to where he can and will steal a lot of minutes away um, from the RJ Hamptons, the Jalen Suggs. And then, again, if this year is really, truly about development, then you really don't want anything blocking that. But having veterans is so, so important, especially for the young guys, um, that it's it's – you know, they, they got to make a decision. But I think that you're right. It, it is going to be really, really late. And I think it has been already really, really late. Yeah. Now, um, back in August 2nd, um, and I know that we didn't really get a chance to discuss on any of our episodes, but um, there was a report saying from Matt Moore that the Orlando Magic could sign Wendell Carter Jr. to an extension of a $70 million contract. $70 million. Um, so one of our um, listeners is asking, you know, what what is Wendell Carter's worth as of right now? What is his worth? And, and that came from Isaac, our official on, on Instagram. Um, I'm thinking ideally right now, if you were to ask me today, the Magic are going to extend him tomorrow. I wouldn't want to give him more than $50 million. And the reason would be... Yeah. 50, 50, 50, not 15, no 50 total for the contract, 50 total. And the reason being is being honest, he hasn't proven it yet. He hasn't just like Mo Bamba. I don't think he's played enough. He hasn't stayed healthy. He showcased that he can do certain things with the magic that he fit well with the magic last season on the Clifford. We got to see him play now on the mostly. So that's my number. I'm gonna keep it just there. That's I wouldn't want to go more than that. Yeah, I can see fifty. Um, I can also see sixty. I, I can see seventy. Uh, I really like Wendell Carter Jr. Um, I'm excited for Mo Bamba. Really excited. I think that this is a a fresh start. I think that he already hit it off uh, with with Coach Mose. Um, But as of right now, in my opinion, Wendell Carter is your starting center. And he is he is good. Like, do we do we not see this man last season? A- injury is is a concern, hundred percent. So, do you really want to, you know, commit to seventy mil um, on an extension to a player that that you know has struggled with injuries? That would be my only concern of giving him that much money. Mm-hmm. You know, we're already dealing with the concerns of Markel Fultz getting hurt uh, with with Jonathan Isaac. You know, we drafted Chumo Kiki injured. Um, so we already have all those concerns with injury. Um, if Wendell Carter can stay healthy, I can see it happening. Would I want that? Of course not. 
but I can 100% um, see it happening. Now, my question to you, and this one comes from Smartly13 from Instagram, is if you can only extend one of Bamba or Wendell Carter, which one would you extend the contract to? And I feel like this is a the never-ending um, debate, uh, Mo Bamba versus Wendell Carter. And I, love that. I, I really, I really would love to be a fly in the room in training camp and watching these two battle it out because they they have to know. Like training camp, it's it's either you or me. Like, and who who's it gonna who's it gonna be? Mo Bamba's, you know, way surpassed what I was expecting his offseason to be like. Not that I would have known anyways, but you know, he's he's in the gym every day. He's posting you know his workouts. He he joined the training. Um, the the summer league uh, practices, um, and Wendell Carter's been putting work too. So, who would you extend it to? So my response is going to probably surprise you a little bit, but if that was today, again, August nineteenth, August twentieth, I would say neither. It's I, I don't want to extend either of these guys until like May or June of next season. I want to see them battle it out. I want them to show me why are you the best center? Why why do we need to resign you over the other guy? And it's gonna be tough. It's gonna come down to injuries, unfortunately. You know, if, if Wendell Carter is a starter come opening night, but God forbid he gets hurt mid-December, and now Mo Bamba has to be the center for the next three, four months and he balls out, more than likely Mo Bamba will get that money. If it's the other way around, Wendell Carter's gonna get that money. So I think injuries will play a significant factor. Um and don't forget, it's a new coaching staff, man. Whatever Coach Clean Clifford, slate. yeah, whatever Coach Clifford thought about Mo Bamba, it's gone. Whatever he thought about Wendell Carter, that's gone. So in my opinion, don't extend either one. Let it battle it out. And around the trade deadline, if you figure it out, hey, I think Wendell's outplaying Mo Bamba. We don't see a role for Mo Bamba on the team anymore. Let's trade Mo. Sure, do that. If, if that's, I trust the front office making that decision. So in my opinion, let them let them fight for it. And it's going to be a really good fight. And and that's I, I guess that's kind of the fear also, because when, when you do the extensions, um, part of it is it's a gamble. It's a major gamble. Um, that's why I don't think the 70 mil is is realistic for Wando Carter, because that's a contract that you would give him if he were to ball out. You do the extension in advance because you see the potential and you're trying to get a discount. At the same time, you want to lock him in to make sure that no other team gets him. You also get him for a good price. So this one comes from Bait You Lil on Instagram, where he asks, is this another tank season? Is this another tank season? Are, are we? Do we have our eyes set on the play-in tournament? Or that's nowhere near in sight, and we're, we're jumping back into the lottery? I got to say... Starting the season, I don't think the Magic are going to go into it thinking we're tanking. We're not playing the Vets that much. We're going to just lose games. I really, really believe the Magic believe that with Isaac, Markel, and the rest of the team that they have assembled, they can play in the East and at least, again, fight for a playing tournament spot. Being real, I do not think the Magic have a shot at being the top six seed in the East. They just don't. So the best case scenario is a playing tournament seed. That that's being real. If everything goes well, health health stays there for all the players, the team performs at a, at a, at a level that they should, I can see the Magic, again, fighting for the playing tournament. If one or two things go wrong, though, 
I can easily see the Magic saying, you know what? Let's trade the Vets in December instead of February. Let's just let the young guys play. And let's look towards the draft yet again. Now, we keep saying this, though. We have too many young guys already. So if you're going to tank, you're going to tank again properly and hopefully finish with a top three and get a top guy because you have no business getting a top 15 pick. Like, that that won't be good enough anymore. You have to get top-tier talent because you already have enough young guys in the same kind of realm of talent. Um, so in my opinion, I think initially, no. But if something goes wrong, you may see the magic just decide to tank. I agree with with the notion that you know you don't you don't who starts off the season tanking. You you try to go out there, you try to win basketball games, um, and I think that are we we do have a young roster that they have the capabilities of being able to surprise people, especially with the return of Markel um, and Jonathan Isaac. Um, and I also think that the front office still believes that the best way to develop your your players is to have them play meaningful games. Uh, I think that they're not going to go into the season saying, oh, we need to lose games, we need to lose games. Um, I, I think that they're going to go out there and they're going to try to play good basketball. Um, and if that leads to wins and that leads to a, a possibility, um, then I don't think that there should be anyone that is upset about it. I, I don't think in the beginning in the beginning of the season, it's, it's going to be a long, long season. And if you're thinking lottery, like, top draft pick in the beginning of the season like good luck to you because that that is that's a really depressing way like all of last season especially post the the trade deadline um as as happy as i am with with the outcome and and getting jalen suggs and and not tanking but still tanking in in our own way um, as much as it was worth it, I don't want to do that again because that was not fun. That was nope. not fun basketball at all. No, so I, like you said, it, it's it's it will be disappointing. Now, I would say this: the good thing as a fan, uh, as you guys know, I have season tickets. I, I got my tickets coming next week. I'm excited for that. I'm excited because I don't have expectations of the team. I'm gonna show up every night hoping for quality basketball, the team to play hard, compete, and hopefully come out winners. Right? That's that's my expectation of every single game coming into next season. The last few seasons, it was painful because we knew we weren't we we're going to make the playoffs. So it, it sucked when we lost games. There was that pressure, but we have to win to make the playoffs. Now it's fun. Like I feel like I'm gonna go to games. If we end up losing, you know, I get it. The young guy, it's a young team. But if we win, it's exciting. The young guys are playing hard, they're, they're earning these wings. So it, it's gonna be fun. I think next year, the biggest advice I can give you all the fan base is do not start thinking about tanking from the jump, that that's impossible. I wouldn't even think, th start thinking about that until like February. If by then you're bad enough and you're like the 14th seed in the East, I get it. You know, that that makes sense. But no, man, you got to root for your team. You got to root for wins. And not for nothing, the draft class next season, uh, next draft, I don't think it's that incredible that you want to like tank for the next like LeBron or the Scion. It would be good guys, but I don't think they'll be top tier guys. Yeah, I'm not even like I, I couldn't. I know some of the names in next year's draft, but I refuse to to spend any any time or or uh, research in in getting to know those players anytime soon. No. Anytime soon. No. Yeah, but I appreciate you guys for sending in those questions. Um, and, and let's wrap this up, Al. What are your final thoughts? Final thoughts, man. It's it's getting challenging to to keep up, right? It's a magic right now. It's kind of the it's kind of the uh, summer vacation for the magic, right? It's everything before the season comes. Uh, the season starts. 
Um, so not a lot going on with the Magic. So I'm just hoping that we may get surprised. Maybe a trade happens here that we don't expect or the Magic trade for someone with the 40 exception, and that's how they fill up the uh, 15th roster spot. Um, I just hope this next six weeks before training camp are not going to be just quiet, just waiting for training camp. I hope there's some movement going on of some sort. Um, that's my final thought. I just don't want it to be quiet and for me and you to not have topics to talk about. Yeah, I know that's tough, man. It's so creating <laughs> these things. Um, I, I don't see the magic filling that that last um roster spot. Uh, we do still have that two-way um spot available. We already signed Iggy to the first two-way contract. Um, so now we have that second one, and I and I would imagine that that's the the next thing on on the agenda um before we get into training camp. Um, so we'll we'll see what ends up happening with that. And you know, um, like I said before in previous episodes, um, that really hope that you know, they they take the time to utilize that position as, you know, something that could help the team later on and not so much just a body. Um, but on that note, man, it's a wrap. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys next, next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.